just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast. Today's guest is skill learning maestro Mike Boyd. Mike is a Scottish YouTuber who's breaking down the mysteries in learning skills and showing you how easy it actually is to do it too. In this interview we cover his story, how to learn skills, how you should approach learning skills, fixed mindsets versus growth mindsets and so much more including how you can become a master in learning skills as well. But first, a quick word about my affiliates. I have some amazing connections with some great companies and therefore can get you some great deals, special offers and listener discounts. I'm a big fan, for example, of the Barbell Apparel. As someone who goes to the gym a lot, I struggle to find trousers that fit muscular legs. So Barbell Apparel do some very comfy jeans. They're super soft. They feel like tracksuit bombs. They move and flex with you as you go, but they look amazing. If you want to get a pair yourself, you simply use Next Level Guy, that's Next Level Guy, all one word, in the checkout to get 10% off all your order. If you want to get some very cool underwear that looks awesome and is very comfy, you should also check out the deal you can get with MeUndies. And if you want a great read, you need to check out The Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. It's like an encyclopedia of success and it shows you how to become successful like the greats. Yeah, if you're wanting to become better in the gym, you should look at The Lifting Lyceum by Greg Nichols and Omar Usuf. And, of course, if you want to get better with the ladies, you need to look at RSD Max's great programme, which is called The Natural. To see these and all the special offers that I offer, please go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. That's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. And now to the interview with Mike. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much, Mike, for doing this. I know you're a really busy guy, and you're exactly like me. You know, you're a, a guy who's trying to build a passion, a business for himself. But for those people who don't know you, who would you say you are? You know, how would you describe why people are getting to know your name? Um, so I guess I would say that I'm predominantly known um, through my work on YouTube. Um, I started a channel about two years ago, and. Um, Basically, the channel details my process of learning various skills from from scratch, um, and it's short videos um, that have a narrative, uh, just all about my learning process. And the skills vary from skateboarding to biking to three um, D printing, or it's a whole variety of things. Um, some more casual stuff, uh, and some stuff that takes a bit longer to do as well. So. Um, yeah, it's all about learning. So what actually motivated you to learn new skills? You know, was there a moment that inspired this transformation, this sort of, you know, move towards being a renaissance man? Um, so I, I knew I wanted to to make videos, to make film, and to be involved somewhat in um, in that domain. Um, so what, what actually happened was I was, I was studying. Um, I was doing my dissertation and I was I was just terribly bored um, and I knew that I wanted to because I was I was really into my photography uh, stills photography and I knew that I wanted to tra- make that transition from stills to to moving pictures so um, I just basically wanted an idea just to 
get my sink my teeth into making videos. Um, and that idea just happened to be um, a video where I decided to learn how to kickflip a skateboard. Um, and that's that's what happened. And uh, I really just chose this to, to learn how to edit and to learn how to shoot videos. And um, it wasn't really too focused on the content. Um, but what happened was that content seems to resonate with people. That idea of setting up a camera and starting a timer and just seeing how long it takes to learn something from from scratch. Um, and I've been running with that concept ever since. Um, and that's that's basically how it happened. Just I just wanted to start making videos. So how do you pick the skills that you know you're going to focus on? Do you have a general sort of method, or is it just a case of whatever takes your fancy at that particular time? Yeah, there's nothing too there's nothing too rigid about it. Uh, most of the ideas um, are taken from suggestions that people comment in, on YouTube or tweets or something like that. Uh, and the reason is because that's the best way to stay current. Um, and then if, if I can film it, if it's like actually possible to film, um, then I'll give it a go. Um, and that's 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 basically how it's done. There's there's no uh, it's a combination of what I fancy and um, if there's been a lot of things all at once, a lot of um, suggestions for that particular thing, then I'll just go for it. So, how would you actually define a skill? You know, what what is your requirements for a skill to be learned? You know, is there such a thing as too small or too big a skill, or are you just a case of what, you know, it's just something that you want to learn? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's. I've never really thought about it like that. Um, I would. I would never say it's that rigid. I've always been a, the kind of guy that if you see someone doing something um that is that not very many other people can do i've always been the guy that said i want to learn how to do that um so my, one of my flat a flatmate i had a while back he was really into rubik's cubes and i was so jealous of of him being able to just do it uh and i always thought I'm, i want to be able to do that it's just that sort of jealousy so it doesn't have to be it, it can be loosely defined as a skill but it's just something a trick or Something that you know, ninety percent of the population won't do. Not because they're they can't do it because they're inadequate, or just because they haven't bothered. Um, so, for example, the last thing I did, uh, I learned to throw cards. Now, throwing cards, it's not particularly difficult, uh, but most people just haven't put in the time, or would see that as a waste of time. But I've always just wanted to be able to do that because I've seen someone do it at a party once, and I thought it was cool. Um, so that's how I define what it is I'm going to do just by what I what I want to to be able to to learn that week it's not it, it, I'm not too bothered about whether or not it's technically a skill or technically a trick uh, I don't get too too bogged down in the details of that and that's a, that's a perfect way of doing it because then it lets you have that flexibility and you know you can literally cover thousands of different areas you know you see these people who hash a subject into the ground because they can only focus on weightlifting or they can only focus on memory skills or whatever you know you're you, you've got that flexibility and i think that's what makes you so popular is you cover a bit for everything so how do you break down a skill you know when you approach it are you going straight just keep going until you get it right or do you look at the key components and the structure of how to learn it 
you know, how do you even look at it in terms of that, or do you just go out and grab your board, for instance, and just keep going till you get it? So I get asked, I get asked that a lot, and it's I get asked it so often that it makes me think that perhaps I should have a process for doing this. Uh, but if I'm being honest, the filming aspect of it is so consuming that it leaves very little to worry about the actual skill. So I'm so concerned with setting up the tripods and getting my microphone right and syncing the cameras up and making sure they're not overexposed that by the time it comes to actually learning, I don't have time to Google tutorials or break it down into chunks. I just kind of just do it. Um, And over time, it just kind of comes together. Um, the, The filming and producing aspect of it is such a huge chunk of what it is that I do the, the actual learning side is uh, is kind of overlooked somewhat I should probably have a process of of, of actually thinking about learning faster because I, I, ju- I really just grab my gear and just go outside and that's it there's n- there's no process that I'm formally going through I suppose naturally I would break it down into smaller chunks uh, but it's not a um, deliberate decision to do that and do you think that's something that a lot of people get worried about is that they look at you know the task and say no that's just too much you know they don't try to break it down or they don't even just give it a go is that why the majority of people will never get better or try new things are they just scared yeah i think i mean i've definitely suffered from it from that that scared feeling of not being not wanting to get involved because it just seems like too much. Uh, for take golf for example. If if you speak to anyone who likes golf, they'll it's it's quickly evolves into this monstrous thing that you just have no hope of conquering just in a conversation with someone. So my brother's really into golf. I ask him about you know how did it go today, and he'll start telling me all the things that went wrong that round. And it just makes me feel like, well, if you know, if, if there's a thousand variables that all have to get perfectly lined up for this shot to go correct, what are the odds of me being able to do it? And it and that that is overwhelming. And that's because it's listening to someone who knows what they're talking about. And that's why I think that this approach that I'm doing lately is is good because I just don't bother listening to experts, don't bother with lessons, just get stuck in um, and just see what happens and it actually happens faster than I think and I think most people would consider uh, as a normal time to learn something and yeah just don't get bogged down with the details just jump right in and have you found that approach to work for all skills or is it just like you know the physical sections of skills you know do you find you have to do a different approach for the mental skills compared to the physical skills or can everything be learned in that kind of approach yeah, I think so, to be honest. I think you should just get stuck in. I mean, you'll quickly figure out what doesn't work. And I think there's a bit of a myth with bad habits being carried over and into your further into your learning process to the point where they can, can't be reversed. I think that's a bit of a myth. Yeah, I, I don't really believe that if you pick up a bad habit when you're learning, which you almost certainly will, that it's irreversible. Um if you learned it, you can unlearn it. 
So yeah, I just I don't think uh, I think I just do that for everything. And I must stress at this at this stage that the the point of this channel is not to show that I'm some sort of superhuman. In fact, it's the exact opposite of that. It's it's I am absolute Joe Joe blogs, Mister Mister Average, uh, and it's not a, it's not to boast or to flaunt how quickly I learned to unicycle. It's just. It's just what what happened, and I think that the, if anyone tried it, their times would be plus or minus, basically in line with what I'm doing. And I think that's why you know so many people like you, um, that it's you are just such a nice guy about it. You know, you're humble, you're honest, you show the mistakes, and you're not one of those people who has these crisp, clean videos. You know, that shows them starting, then suddenly they've done it. You show the honest mistakes, the you know the scraped knees, the bruises, the hassle, the worries, the tantrums. You know, you, people can actually relate to you because they can see themselves in what you're doing, and you're, it, it also helps that you're such a lovely guy about it. So, do you think you know this Malcolm Gladwell idea of I think it was the outliers, the ten thousand hours of practice? You know, yeah. What kind of averages have you been finding to learn things? Are you quite quick? Or do you find it depends on the size of the skill? So, I mean, are you are you asking if you, I think I'm quick compared to the sort of baseline average? Uh, yeah. I mean, do you find that there's certain types of skills that you learn faster, that you're naturally gifted towards? Or, you know, are you just finding that every skill roughly takes you a couple of weeks or is a couple of days? Or So, yeah, I mean, I... I I've done a lot of cycling, and I think that if you do something for a long time, like cycling, then you get a good foundation for something like balance. And I think anything that involves balance, uh, like you know the unicycle and things like that, I, I can I can pick up fairly quickly because I've got that that sort of muscle memory from when I was younger and I used to cycle a lot. Um, and I don't mean road cycling; I mean mountain biking. So I think that I've got that down. Um, but And stuff like flexibility and gymnastic stuff and rolling around and moving your body in certain ways, uh, you know, like front flips and back flips and handstands and uh, all the rest of it, I think that that's something that I don't have uh, because I never did anything like that when I was younger. It was always cycling, but mountain biking. Um so I'm trying to do a handstand just now and I'm having trouble with it and I can tell that sort of like a, a deficit in my in my youth in in that in that area. Um so I think yeah, I'm a, I'm maybe a bit quicker at balance stuff, but not hugely. I mean I, I don't think I'm I'm uh you know smashing any records here for learning to unicycle. Maybe maybe I can do it half an hour better than the average, but you know, we're not talking we're not talking weeks or months here. I remember when I watched some of your videos and I was thinking, bloody hell, this guy's good, you know, because I think you'd learned some stuff in like a couple of hours and I was looking going, that would take me probably months, but I suppose that's that defeatist attitude, you know, we're not actually doing it so we, no one actually knows. Um, yeah, I think people spend a lot less time actually out learning than, than you would think. So I, I actually made a video a couple of weeks ago about this. Say, say you're going to football practice or 
Uh, do you have a lot of listeners in the US? Soccer practice, should, should I say? If you're going to... <laughs> they, can, they can be told it's football. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll tell them it's football. Uh, I mean, it makes more sense if it's football, right? You kick it with your feet. I don't understand how American football can ever be considered football, but whatever, there you have it. Like, they kick it like a couple of times in the whole game. And they kick it badly. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, football practice. So, you know, you wake up, uh, you have your breakfast, you have your coffee, then you drive to football training, and then you meet up with your pals, you're chatting in the car park. And if you if you add up all those sec- segments of time and then actually isolate the time where you're running around playing football, it's like within a four-hour window, you've played football for 45 minutes. And it's easy to say, oh, I did four hours of football this morning, when you didn't. You did 45 minutes. You just surrounded it with three hours and 15 minutes of fat. And I think the videos, because of the way they're made, because I only push record once I'm all set up, it just strips out all that excess time. And that's what makes people say, well, that was quick. When really it's it's all the other stuff. So, you know, if you can find a way to strip out your routine, to, to work it into your routine, should I say, um, then you'll be amazed at just how quickly things come together. So if you can, spinning the basketball is a perfect example. I, I was able to work that in my routine because you just stand up from your desk and give it 20 minutes or even five minutes, four times a day. It's it's as easy as that. And it, and it comes to you in a week. Um, it's just because all that excess time is, is not present. And that's what makes it seem like it's quick. Uh, it's just it just doesn't take as much time in the field of what you're doing to learn it. So it's a really interesting way of looking at it because you never really consider the, you know the traveling time, the faffing around time, the time that you spend you know just speaking to people or setting up. You know we just assume when somebody says oh I spent a couple of months learning that when in reality they probably maybe only put like you're saying, a couple of hours into the actual yeah. application and the technique of it. You know, yeah. Especially stuff like skiing or climbing, stuff that takes ages to, to get set up for skiing. I mean, you, you say, oh, I spent a week in the Alps, but how long did you spend on the slopes? Um, I mean, all the messing around, get, it takes you an hour to get dressed in the morning. Um, so you, And, and you, you naturally include that in your time, you know, I did eight hours of skiing, but how many time, how many hours were you on the slope? Probably not even four hours in a in a day. Uh, and football and sports, where it's all team teamwork as well. The amount of time you just stand chatting, it, it all adds up. And I guess that's part of it because that's why people do it. It's a social event uh, going to something like that. But it it's um, it makes it feel like it takes a lot longer than it actually does. And if you strip out that time, I was surprised how little it takes. No, I'm, I'm really interested. It's it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. It's it's they would like to use it as an excuse rather than, oh, so that's how we did it. You know, it's, you have these people who sit there and go, no, no, it takes too long to learn to do that. Oh, I can't do mm. that anymore. You know, it's it's ingrained. It's this BS that we have in our heads. So, can you give a like a quick example of a skill that you learned? You know, do you break it down and take, a, say, twenty minutes per day on it? 
each day or do you block out a weekend to go and try to practice it you know does it depend on what you're going to learn or your availability working around you know studying and things like that so yeah i mean um uh, the, the last sort of su- really really successful video i'd made was a muscle up um do you know what that is a muscle up yeah i was very jealous of how quickly you started <laughs> Yeah, so that that was that was that took still took ninety three days, um, but only I think thirty odd hours on the bar. Um, so that works in, in a, about set um, twenty minutes a day on training. Um, so the the way I did that was um, I was working at that time, so I was a I was working in, in a college, and uh, it was just a case of just fitting it in before and after work and finding a place that was close um, or on the way home that I could work. And you'll see in the video, sometimes I'm wearing like a shirt and so I just worked it in. And as to breaking it down to to separate chunks, I just, I thought about how am I going to be able to do this? Uh, what's what's the realistic process of this happening? The ideal process? What's the, how's, how would it work? And I, And my idea would be Okay, if I can, I would like to get up the number of pull-ups I can do up to a certain number, and I said twenty. And then I would like to work with resistance bands that help me do this uh, until I can do one. And then from one, I would like to just increase that number to five. I mean, that seems like a pretty logical approach to doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's more or less what I did. I just sort of followed that, uh, and I kind of changed it up a bit. So I realised that there would be points where I was able to do one muscle up and then I would be exhausted, but there's no reason to go home at that point. Then you can just go back to the bands and train further um, and exhaust your muscles more. Uh, so you get more out of the session. And, and and that's like, that's a pretty, pretty obvious approach that I think anyone would get. It's, it's not, there's not much science in that. Um, it's like if you go to the gym and you can do what one set of 50 kilograms, whatever you're doing. And then, if you can't do 50 for the second set, you don't just go home, you drop to 40. That, that's exactly the sort of mentality that I adopted for that. And over time, it just came together. And the skill part of it, the actual rather than the strength part, uh, just sort of came over time. Um, there was, it just it just happened organically. Uh, and that's, I think that's a really good way, of, of example of just breaking it down in the most logical fashion. Um, so like the kickflip, get on a skateboard, get your ollies down, get spinning the board down, and then get one foot landing on the board, and then try and get two feet landing on the board. It's a, it's very easy to sit and say that, and it's difficult to do, but it, the process is is quite simple to plan out. Okay, um, that's that's why I always say to people, you know, is don't look at something as the big wide chunk of a goal. Look at it as an individual steps. You know, pick those little targets. Like you're saying, you know, like mm-hmm. learn to get your ollies down, then get one foot down, then get two foot down, and you know, if you fail when you look for the whole thing, then it's a big deal. If you fail when it's one thing or a wee small section of it, it's not a big deal because you can go yeah. and learn something else. And I think we kind of forget that, you know, we we don't see enough people doing this. So, I mean, failing is like a major part of this, you know. And how did you keep that motivation to go when? There were days, you know, that you were looking at things that, you know, maybe you were bad at or you weren't designed for or, 
you know, you've never been good at. How did you keep being resilient and pushing for success? Yeah, that's another thing that I get asked a lot. Um, I think that, yeah, it's it's a difficult one to answer because it's very it's the easiest answer would be to just say, oh well, I'm just I'm just a resilient guy. I just I just don't I just don't like giving up. But I think there's a little bit more to it than that, probably. Um, I think I've given up a lot of things that and. The reason I don't give up on on this series is because I found something that I really, really enjoy. I really, really enjoy making videos. I I love the the filming. I love the editing. I love the uploading part, and I love replying and interacting with the audience. So I I might not necessarily love doing muscle ups at five in the morning every single day. But I I know that that's how this video is going to get made, and I love making videos. Um, so I found like a, a a real passion in filmmaking, and perhaps all the things that of all the things I do, I might not enjoy them as much as people would think. As in, people would think, God, he must really like training, uh, because he's doing it every day for ninety three days. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a more convoluted version of that. I love making videos. So that's why I'm training. It's like a indirect reason. So I think it's easy to be resilient if you really love it. But the only way to to discover if you love that thing is to just find that thing by trying lots of different hobbies and pastimes and sports. I, I think Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo arguably the best football player in the world. I think he loves football. I think that's why he's he's able to train like that, like no one else, because he loves it more than everyone else. Um, and I think that's why he's the best. And I, that's the sort of approach I try to get. And I have a real drive for making, first of all, this YouTube thing work as as my living. And also, just I just enjoy it anyway, even if it wasn't enjoy, um, bringing in, you know, Putting, putting food on the table and that's where I develop that resilience to carry on it's just through a passion for making films and have you turned this into like a, a full-time business is this what you do you know you don't know full-time or are you still working etc so I finished working um so I was a, a I was actually working in a college and because college is term time they finished uh, early in the early summer and I decided that in September, I wasn't going to go back. I was going to give it a go. So I'm in that process of giving it a go. So why do you think you're building this community? You know, what's the like the ultimate goal, and why why are your videos so popular? You know, why do you think you resonate with your with your audience? So yeah, I mean, so the videos are popular, but they're not they're not smashing it out of the park. I mean, if you look at the the spectrum of view numbers on YouTube, you know, I'm, I'm at the lower end of that, what you would call popular video. So I think they are popular, but they're not, they're not like mainstream trending everyday popular. Um, and I, I, but I think that they've got a reasonable amount of success just because I, I just think that they're uh, just presented in, a, in an easily digestible way. Like, I don't think that the, I'm not doing anything that's absolutely amazing. 
So, you know, you get the videos, the GoPro footage of people doing things that are just unattainable for practically anyone apart from that guy. Like, I'm thinking of, you know, amazing snowboarding videos or, or something like that. They're not like that. That's not the appeal. It's just that I try to be as clear as possible with the narrative, the story, uh, and make it have a clear start, middle and end. And it's a bit of a mess to try and put that together. But if, I, if I'm able to do that, I think the video does well. Um, I mean, people love a story. And this, th- these are just little mini stories of me, of, of a one guy just learning how to throw cards into an apple. I suppose it's a bit like, you know, is it Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey as well? You know, you have the person who goes out on the quest and they have the failure and then in the end they succeed and they learn more about themselves. Yeah, um, it's the classic, classic three-part part to a story. It's... Uh, that that's all it is. That that's that's what I try to do, and I think that's why they, they people watch them. Just yeah, what you're saying the the fail the start the failure and then the success. It, it doesn't always work like that, but I try to piece it together as close to that frame if possible without without deviating from what actually happened. And can you go into a little bit about how you record your videos? Now you mentioned there that you know you do them sometimes at like five in the morning or when you're just finishing work. So. Is this something that you do on your own, or do you have a team that assists, or is it depending on? Because I've seen the one where you were trying, you know, cycle the bike a wheelie for is it fifty meters, and then the one when you're doing pull ups. So how do you do? You pick the skills depending on the resources you're going to have available. So yeah, it's a it's, it's a one man operation, um, but I have a very um, <laughs> a fiance who's who's very good at. Uh, Getting up in the morning and helping me film if need be. I had um, to get the plug in there because I yeah. knew she was. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I have a, I'm, you know I have a, a good bunch of friends who are up for helping out, and um, and that's it. Uh, so yeah, I mean I would like more resources, um, in terms of people and stuff like that, but I'm not not nearly at that stage yet. Um, so that at any time you've seen something where it's not just me, there's maybe a guy cycling a bike or it's just a friend. And is it just, I mean, are these simply GoPro cameras? Do you, are these like, for, you know, what would you say to somebody who wants to do it themselves and has a real passion in mind and think, okay, I want to give this a go. I want to be like him and, you know, build a community and an interest. How, what kind of equipment are you using, you know, to, can anybody do this? Yeah, so I guess um, I'll, I'll, I can give you the technical specs of what I'm using. I use um, two Canon 70Ds, and um, that's like 99.9% of, of all the filming. And I use a, a shotgun mic on the camera and a lav mic on my chest. So whatever the situation, if I can get away with the shotgun mic, I do. Um, but more often than not, it's the lav mic. So, yeah, and that's not what I always had. I used to have just a, a point and shoot. Um, and I, to be honest, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. So I think if, if somebody's looking to get started equipment-wise, it's got to be your phone. Um, even I've been doing this for like two years, not even that. And even since I started, the, the cameras on phones have got to a level where it is absolutely acceptable to upload really high quality videos recorded on a phone um, and ed- and edited well. So my, my, 
there's no excuse for bad editing because that's just a time process and software is free these days. So, uh, so record it on something cheap, spend some time in the edit, and uh, you'll be fine. The only thing I would say is um, you have to have good audio to do this. Um, so no wind noise if you can avoid it. Uh, no, no echoey rooms or anything like that. Try and avoid all that stuff. So I wear a a a, a mic that's clipped to my t-shirt. That's called a lav mic, or I think it's called Labellier. I think I really know, don't know. I really know how to say it. Or a lapel mic, uh, and that's so that combined with your phone is absolutely adequate for for most of what you're going to be doing. In fact, I still use my phone for a lot of scenarios when one I forget a camera or two uh, cameras a bit uh, too obvious and I need something a bit more inconspicuous. So how have you found this doing it as a you know t- towards making a career have you had a negative reaction from any friends or family you know have you had to, to deal with any kind of hate hate comments or things like that because I have found that as people try to better themselves or you know go away from the pack or try new things a lot of times, unfortunately, people, you know, get insecure and they start picking on others. So is there a way that you've managed to deal with this to keep going? Is it just the focus on making this and providing for you and your family? I mean, yeah. I think I've, I've always been a guy who... I, I was never made for the office life. Um, so I think it didn't come as much a surprise when... You know, I told them I wasn't going to be doing that anymore, and I think you'll—I think you'll be surprised how digestible the the saying "I want to be involved in filmmaking" is. It's not that obscure a career. Uh, my friends are are completely on board with it. I mean, to the point where it's relatively mundane, um, and you know, it's doesn't really even come up in conversation that much anymore, not because they are, aren't interested, just because there's not much to report that day. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, of course, it go, yeah, well, as you said, you know, not following the pack and, and getting a nine-to-five, people there might be a bit of resistance from people who care about you, um, but it's, it's, not as, it's not as strong as you would think, from, certainly from my experience. Um, that's that's just what I found, and and as for people, um, you know, sort of outside of the my close circle, you know, people who I would call acquaintances, that they're, they're pretty interested and excited about you know a different career. It's, it makes a change from the from the nine to five chat. It's uh, what are you doing with these? What are you doing with yourself these days? Oh well, actually, I'm I'm involved in. And filmmaking. Oh right, okay. It's a it's a point of talking. Um, I don't really get much hassle for it at all. Um, and if if I mean, we we asking about hate comments online. Yeah, I mean, because YouTube can be a bit of a den of nastiness, shall we call it? You know? Yeah. Unfortunately, there are people you know that who'd rather try and knock people down rather than try to use it as motivation to improve themselves. And I've just thought, have you come across anything like that so far? Yeah, I mean, loads of it. If you're going to do this, you, you're going to have to just be able to ignore that. And a couple of times I, I, I bite and reply back, and, and it's just always a complete waste of time. Um, I mean, 
the, 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 basically, if people are watching your stuff, it's good. Um, or, uh, I should rephrase that. If people are watching your stuff, then it's worth watching. People don't want to watch crap. They will. So, you know, if you're making good stuff, it'll get seen. And, and with high view counts and success comes crappy comments. Uh, but it's it's a measure of it's a measure of success um, because you know the guy the guy who's just you know has a handicap thirty six at golf nobody goes up and tells him it's crap he's crap but Tiger Woods when he falls off from the pedestal he everyone tells him he he sucks it's people tell the good people when when they think they're shit it's you know what I mean? If that makes sense, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I used to always worry about. That like I would hide the fact I'd started a podcast because I was worried that friends would say something. Then I thought I just need better friends than you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if they're not on board, then you know, what? You sh- why friends? Uh, I, I mean, they could be they could be non-supportive but non-intrusive. That's I mean, I've, I've got friends now who are motivated. They always listen. They go, "Oh, you really good on that," or "You need to speak about this," or you know what about this person and you realize that it's life's too short to care you know it's like yeah. you need to be just getting out and doing this stuff and if you've got a passion for um creating content and stuff why why are they sitting on it so i mean what do you think all men there's like a certain toolkit that we need for skills is there things that every guy should be able to do you know maybe not psych you know doing a unicycle or something but are there fundamental skills, in your opinion, that every guy has to be able to do? Nah, I wouldn't say that. But I mean, there's a. I think there's a couple that every everyone should should learn just because the the sort of reward to um, effort is is so big. That ratio is huge. So something like picking a lock, it's so easy to do, and it's so handy that there's really no reason why. Why you wouldn't do it? Because it only takes you know an hour to learn it, and that's you got that in the bag. Um, spinning a basketball is only four or five hours of work, and it and you and it's it it just, I mean it's it's no one doesn't find it impressive. Uh, like when whenever I see people do it, I'm impressed, and I can do it. It's just it's such a fun thing to do as well. So those two things are things that I really really would recommend you give a go because it's. Um, a minimal amount of time and a very impressive skill to be able to do. So how have you found learning these skills, doing the channel, having the community? How has it taught you as a person, you know, about life and, you know, as you as a person? Have you had any kind of, like, insights about yourself that's blown you away or has it made you look at life differently or how you interact with your partner and friends and stuff like that? I mean, the only real impact it's had um, is just the amount of work that I do. Uh, so the, the back end of all this, the sort of unseen admin stuff, mounts up really quickly. Um, and I think that's the bottleneck for anyone who wants to go self-employed is, I mean, can you do all the emails and the taxes and the finance and all that, all that crap behind the, you know, whatever it is that you're doing? So I, I, and I didn't know if I had sort of, I didn't know if I had what it takes to deal with all that stuff, and I'm still working on that. Um, so yeah, that I, I find that hard, and that's 
you know, testing. But I'm getting better with it. But as for the videos, it, it just feels like such a natural thing for me to do. I don't think it's really impacted the way I think or my brain or anything like that. It's just, I've kind of just always done this, but just off camera. So what's your opinion then? You know, do you think that you'd be a great participant, but what would be your opinion about coaching? You know, could you teach somebody the same way to learn it that you do, or do you think it, you know, you're learning it more internal and, you know, inquisitive, or is it, you know, that you feel the skill out, or could you coach that kind of method to somebody else, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I could... I think that my one of the things that I always am in, trying to promote is breaking down that barrier of uh, expertise. Me and how do I put this? Making people not afraid of trying something because it looks really hard, and because people who are good at it say, "Oh, you've got to remember to do this and this and this," and to just get stuck in. I think that aspect of the coaching would be would be useful. Um, just encouraging people to just give it a go with no knowledge of it at all. Um, but as for you know actual techniques and stuff like that, well, I think that I'm pretty much not at a high enough level at most of the things I've done to to be an adequate coach. But I think I could get you up on a unicycle in a couple of hours, definitely. I mean, I think I could give you a couple of pointers that would would definitely help you along the way. That's always a handy thing to want in a party. You know, yeah, absolutely. Because there's so many times that, you know, the it makes you like a more interesting person, being able to like throw a card into fruit or to do a unicycle or, you know, they can play a penny whistle. You know, there's, there's I mean, it might not be life or death skills, but it makes you more interested in life and learning new things and it makes you more inquisitive. And like you were saying, as you know, you've seen it, you wanted to do it. And I think we sometimes all forget that we become so stuck in mundane routines that not, we don't think oh i wonder how that's done oh i wonder how that you know we forget about life and the beauty and the options in life and it's it's a really sad thing you know most people say in the same pub on a weekend go home take away work straight home yeah. watch tv we we miss out on life and it is a real shame yeah so, I, I mean when someone when someone can do something uh that you can't. I, I just think it's such an attractive quality. If someone can, you know, if some, if you find out that you guys sitting next to you at work is actually really, really good at ice skating, it's just so it's so interesting. You want to find out more, um, and that like I just think that's really cool when somebody's good at something or can do something. I've always thought that was a, an interesting thing, and that's the thing I remember about people. Oh, do you remember her from school? Oh, yeah, she was the one that did running, right? Or she was the one that was really good at swimming. Or she was the one that was really good at tennis. Like, you, that's the point you remember. You don't remember all the other stuff. You remember the sort of little skill or little knack that they could that they had. And, you know, there was something that, talking of school children, I read about you um, inspiring Scottish school children to have a growth mindset. Did you know about this? Yeah, so... Um, I did some work earlier on this year um, and at the tail end of last year uh, where I did some work in schools um, and uh, I visited a bunch of schools um, and uh, I don't know if people are familiar with growth mindset but I mean it's it's it take a little bit longer to explain but um, 
in layman's terms, it's based on a book written by someone, uh, I think it's Carl Dweck. And um, the basis of it is that the, if, you ch- if you alter your, your perception and your way of thinking into from a fixed, what's called a fixed mindset, believing that your abilities are, are predetermined at birth, to what's called a growth mindset, believing that your abilities are um, directly apor- proportional to how much hard work and effort you put in, um, that the performance in schools in particular is, is dramatically improved. Um, and that kind of ties in well with the videos that I make. So I did a little program uh, in in Scotland and in, and actually a couple of number of schools in London as well, um, trying to promote different aspects of growth mindset. So failure is is one of them. Um, and instead of having a dark view on failure, having a putting failure into a positive light and embracing and encouraging failure uh, and accepting it as a as a route to success rather than a barrier to success. Because that's what it is. You know, it's it's about exploring and learning new things. And of course you're going to fail, but you never really fail. Every time yeah. you make a mistake, it's, oh, I, I moved slightly too much to my right there. I went off balance. Okay, I readjust here or I jumped too soon. Or, you know, you learned, it teaches you. Uh, it's a learning experience. You either get it right or you learn. It's I I don't understand this whole thing about people going failing up. Oh, you suck or whatever. You know, mm. it should be looked as a positive. So it's you, a huge issue in schools. Huge issue in schools. You know, even simple stuff like putting your hand up to answer a question about fractions. Um, it's such a daunting prospect of putting your hand up and saying the wrong answer in front of your class that kids don't do it, and that. That is a huge problem. And the teachers, schools are, are trying to alter how teachers deal with that. So to celebrate the effort associated with answering a question in class or, you know, writing something that's wrong rather than just saying it's wrong. And it's, it's hard to do in a class of 30, but they're trying to weave it into their teaching uh, methods. And did you see sort of any remarkable transformations or, you know, like say if somebody's listening to this and they would like their kid to start moving towards that and giving things a go, how would you recommend a parent approach this with their child? So read, read Carl Dweck's book. It's written in really simple language. It's really easy to understand. It's it's, it's not for experts. It's lit, written for everyone. Um, and the stuff in it seems obvious, but to to children it it's it, it's perhaps not as clear. Um, so and weaving that into in, into what I think the growth mindset program is trying to do is to weave that into kids thinking at a young age has a dramatic Im- impact on their life beyond school. So yeah, if you're if you're interested in that, it's Carl Dweck's book, and I think it's. Uh, I think it's just called Mindset, the book, but I could be wrong on that. Anyway, it's by Carl Dweck. Um, so, yeah, it, I, obviously I've read it to, to do this program, and, it, and it's, it's very, very well written, and it's got some great examples um, in it that, you should, that, that can be studied. Well, so this is my favourite part of the interview. This is where I get to know you. You know, I, mean, I could ask <laughs> you about skills and things all day long, but... I always like to get to know other creators and it really gives me a great insight into them and it makes me, you know, 
it makes anybody listening realise why I think you're a kind of guy that people should be checking out more. So, for instance, if I throw out some prompts at you, if you just come back with whatever's first thing that comes into your mind, so let's think, uh, your favourite podcast? Um, apart from this one? Well, <laughs> thank you. Um, I would say Hello Internet with Brady Harren and CGP Grey is, is probably my favourite one. Um, your favourite movie? Pulp Fiction. Um, is there a particular character in a film that has really inspired you to make a change or helped you in some way? Character in a film that's inspired me to make a change? Like a superhero or is there somebody, you know, like a like a great character that you kind of want to be like? Uh, that's a good one. You know, the Batman... But not the not the not the current Batman, the Christian Bale Batman, where he's where he's like all broken and in bits and at the end and he has to sort of climb out of that hole. The one with Bane. I mean that yeah, he, without he, the rope and that, yeah. Yeah, that was that's the best Batman. Uh, that was that was really I thought that was a great um, sort of little narrative within that story, um, all about you know. Well, he's in his own prison in his own mind, you know, in his mind as well. Yeah. It's like figuratively, and then he's trying to escape it, and has to give up on the safety to to get out, you know, to yeah. escape and move. So, what's the ultimate goal for your channel? You know, what do you want? Like, what have you got a plan for this? Yeah, uh, a rough plan. So, keep on growing the channel, um, and continue to develop a a rapport with my audience um, and have a, like a close-knit community of people that ultimately allows me to continue doing this and to, as well, um, continues to pay the bills. Um, and then from there, I'd like to branch out elsewhere from LearnQuick um, into other into other aspects of, of YouTube and filmmaking and just go from there. I've got lots of big ideas that are not necessarily involved not necessarily, necessarily, in the same domain as what I'm doing now. That I'd like, I'd like to do, but it would take a bit more budget, a bit more people, a bit more planning. Um, and I think once the channel's at a bigger size, then I'll um, consider embarking on that endeavour. I think you're definitely going the right way. So, what's the dream skill to learn? The dream skill to learn, the ultimate one. Yeah, I mean, what you know? Have you got a list of things that you think, okay, I can only do that once I've got to this stage, or once I've learned X, Y, Z? Where is there something that you just think, if I learned that, that would be the best thing in the world? I think that that learning to fly a helicopter or a plane would would just be so fantastic. Uh, I mean, I just cannot imagine how good it would be to fly one of those little Cessna planes. Um, I would love to be able to do that. And is there a skill that you've, I don't know if you've maybe not shown it, or a skill that you've tried to learn that you've failed miserably? You know, can, what's, the, what's the worst you've failed at while try, trying to learn a skill? The backflip. I don't know if you've watched it. It was a pretty big failure. I just basically bottled it and had enough halfway through. Uh, and everyone's asking me to try it again. <laughs> And are you gonna are you going to go for it? Because I have watched it. <laughs> well, I put that video up. I was I remember sitting with my friend in my kitchen, 
and he and he and he said, "What's your video this week?" And I said, "Well, actually, there's no video this week." And he said, "Why?" Well, well, I wasn't able to do it. And he went, "What? What? What was it?" I went, "It was a backflip." And I said, "I've got the edit. I just put because I had all the I had the edit ready to go, and I just added each piece of footage as each day happened." So when I eventually just jacked it in, I, I put in the, the footage of me failing and I showed it to him and he said, said just, why don't you stick that online? It'll be good to show that you can't you can't just do everything. So I did. And I got 400,000 views. Um, I don't understand where why 400,000 people are watching a video of a guy not being able to do a backflip. I mean, that's got to be the easiest content in the world to make. I mean, if you, if you guys are interested in things that I can't do, I'll, I can get one of these out every day. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah and it kind of I don't know I mean I'm, bear in mind my sub count right now is below 200,000 and double that number has watched me me not being able to backflip and it's not even I didn't even hurt myself it's just a in my opinion a pretty crappy video um, yeah. but uh, yeah people are wanting me to give it another go so I'm going to have to do it at some point well that's the way I feel about things you know you you do and like a couple of amazing interviews you were big name people and then you get somebody who you say you maybe weren't really wanting to interview and then they say no and that's the one that you worry about you know that's the one that you think about and oh i can't show anybody that because it's not as maybe as perfect as you want and people love end up loving it because it's it shows you as a real person you know it's showing you being vulnerable and open to it and i think that's part of it is you did show that you know that you can fail but you're going to give it another shot You've said it out here, so it's it's contract now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I, I knew you were going to ask me about it, and I, I had to think about what I was going to say. But I can't. I, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do it. So what? What my plan is? I know you're interested in sort of the logic, the logical thinking behind how I'm going to do this. So I think I'm going to have to think about it a bit more. I'm going to need to lose some weight. I'm going to need to get my vertical jump way higher, and I'm going to need to just be fitter as a as a human. Um, and then I'm going to give it another go. Hopefully that those three things will, will make me more um, confident. I think if I lost a stone, which is about six kilograms, um, it would have you, be achievable. Have you thought about doing this into like a wee series? You know, like, uh, you know, a kind of reference to the video, here's why it went wrong. And then looking at cases of, okay, I want to improve my vertical jump. So a video on that, uh, yeah. know, one about losing weight, a video on that, and build it all up. And you could turn this into like a series of like the larger skills with the mini skills and stuff. And I think people would love that because we all want to be fit, but nobody knows how to go get the six-pack abs, you know, by learning the skills like the bench, the squat, the deadlift or whatever. They yeah. think, I just want six-pack abs, but how do you get there? And I think this is what people really like was you showed the progression from yeah. you know from amateur to I don't know what you want to call yourself <laughs> just slightly above not uh, not having done it before <laughs> I don't know the thing about a series is I mean I think it's a great idea and I'm going to do a series on bigger tasks but the thing about a series is once you've uploaded one you've got to do it right mm-hmm. so if I upload part two of say six that means Part six has to happen, <laughs> and that makes me worried. No, it's a, it's a good way to keep doing stuff. Um, what is it that there's a quote that said uh, from was it Ernest Hemingway? Always do what you you'll say you'll do drunk, 
because it'll teach you to keep your mouth shut. Well, being drunk and saying something on the internet are, are, are almost identical. Uh, if once you've said it on the internet, it's it's going to have to happen. Because I kept saying that, it's like, oh yeah, I'll review that. Oh, I'll do that. I'll do that. And I just and I would always think, oh, I don't know if I'm maybe too nervous, but I just had to force myself, and it ended up taking me places I would have never believed life could go. That's crazy. So, you know, so how can somebody listening to this? What do you want them to take from it? You know, what do you want your them to take as a go away message? Yeah, go out there and and just get jump in the deep end with something, um, and don't worry about how stupid you look or how unattainable it might seem. Because um, I found that jumping straight into the deep end um, has has had much more impact on how quickly I can learn to do something or get to do something than really planning it out and booking a trainer and get buying all the right equipment. So just plunge straight into the deep end and just get started. Um, that's that's all I would say. That's really simple. Just just do it. Whatever you whatever you got in your mind, just do it. Give it a go. Start now. Well, I really cannot thank you enough for doing this. I know you're extremely busy, and you know, but I think you'll build up another major uh, chunk of audience here because you've come across as a very likable, very fun guy, great outlook on life, and your videos and your channel is amazing. So, for somebody who's become a fan of yours now, how can they keep in touch with you? You know, how how can we see these projects and your videos and get in touch with you? Well, first of all, thank you for the kind words. Um, you can go to uh, you. You can just go to YouTube, and uh, my channel is Mike Boyd Video. But uh, Mike Boyd will work, and uh, you can send me a, a tweet as well if you want to. Uh, trying to respond to all of those if I can. So that's um, again Mike Boyd Video, and uh, if you like little updates of what I'm doing, then I'm on Instagram as well, also at Mike Boyd Video. Um, so yeah, those are the three outlets, um, and you'll find me on there. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.